welcome to the From Corner to Corner podcast with your hosts, Sean Kuyper and Neil Payne. On this week's episode, the guys discuss what if Hulk Hogan wasn't the third guy to join NWO. This is professional wrestling announcer and sports host, The Young Professor, and you are listening to the From Corner to Corner podcast. You people, you know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. Where is Billionaire VKM? Where is Tony Baloney? That punk can't even get on the podcast. Me, I go wherever I want, whenever I want. And where, oh, where is that Neil Payne? Because I got a scoop for you. You're listening to the baddest podcast out there. (laughs) So was that Tony Montana? No, it wasn't Tony Montana. Are you sure that was Tony Montana? I don't even know who Tony Montana is. Scarface! Oh. No, no, it's definitely... We've just... Any listeners we had, you've just completely turned off. Are you telling me you have never seen Scarface? I don't think so. Oh, my goodness. If I have, I don't remember it. No, you would remember Scarface. Yeah. I I may have seen... Is Ray Liotta in it? Probably. Yes, I think so. Then, yes, I have seen that. I just didn't recognize the name. Say hello to my little friend. Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, what are you talking about? That was that was Scott Hall. Scott Hall. <laughs> Scott Hall. Was, Whenever he joins WCW, Scott Hall. Yes. So, although is, I substituted a couple of names in there, is this a teaser about our topic today? It could be. Huh? It could be. I I substituted VKM for billionaire Ted because you know Ted's not around anymore, and then. I did Tony Baloney instead of the Nacho Man. And he I listened to it four times. He does say Nacho Man. He does. And then he he what was it he called Mean Gene? It was something weird. I don't know. I didn't even make sense what he called Mean Gene. And I don't know why oh that's why because he said, Have I got a scoop for you? That's what it was. So I don't know. I, I, you know, I watched that like five times, and I wrote down what he said, and I was like, okay, what can I change? I change this, change this, change that. Here's the thing. That that spin that 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 storyline would not work today because we have too many marks that like to ruin everything, and that's and I'm not talking about the fans. I'm talking about people that work inside the companies. They leak that stuff, one hundred percent. Yeah, there's no way that angle would work now. Oh, hundred percent. Because I mean, I went back and I was watching it, and like the crowd was going crazy, and I mean. Uh, well, of course, Larry, Larry Zabisco is still calling the match. Has like 
I don't know if he knows or not, but literally seems like he has zero clue that Scott Hall had just climbed the rail. And then you got Tony Schiavone. It's like, yeah, because what's that guy doing here? I don't know if here? you remember, but that was like they were at the ringside, yeah. like like yes. like right next to the ring. Yes, back then. So like he walks out and he gives me, he says, "Get me a mic," and then he crawls in, and they're in the middle of a match, and the the, the wrestlers just are like stepping back, like what the? Does and it, and and doesn't he beat both of them up? If it did, the clip I watched did not okay. show that. I, th- I think he beat both of them. They stepped aside when he first got in. I mean, Scott Hall in 96 was a large man. Yeah, yeah. And this was like, it was in May, and then it was just a few weeks later when Nash shows up, which was early June, like June 6th or something, and then Bash of the Beach was in July, right? Yeah. So, because when... I watched the the I watched the Hall and the Nash one both just to see which enter I wanted to do, and that at when Nash shows up he goes it's where the big boys play huh yeah the, the the narrative play or no the adjective play and then he sa- he makes the comment you still don't have your three but here we are right you know well and and he says. Are we playing now, or something along those lines? Uh, does it look like we're playing now, or because he does? He plays because you know, their slogan was "Where the big boys play." Right, right. And he wore that goofy hat. I'm like, why did you have that goofy hat on? Yeah, and it, man, his hair was really long. It was like it was the middle of his back at yeah. that point. Yeah. So, but he winds up cutting it not long after that. Yeah, though, he about. Shoulder length probably, yeah. maybe, maybe a little longer. Yeah. But, man, you talk about a segment that sent shockwaves through professional wrestling. Because at that point, you didn't realize they were out of their contracts. Right. You legitimately thought that it was a war. Mm-hmm. You, to quote Tony Baloney, you thought the forbidden door had been opened. Right. Right. So... I'm just fortunate that I got to live through that. Right. And this and that was like I mean the 83 weeks hadn't started yet. Right. It was it technically wasn't a Monday night war yet, although Nash does make reference you want a war. No wait, it was that, that was Hall and said you want a war. Well, you, you got, got one. you got one. But but see, you're, you're thinking that literally he's WWF versus WWF walked into the ring, and like because the way the promo was written, mm-hmm. you're thinking because just like he said, not, Macho Man can't even get in. I, I just go wherever I want. Like I like he just walked in the door, went to the ring, grabbed a mic, and he's on WWF. Right. And you know, I, so. One of the more brilliant things that WCW did in the nineties. Oh man, and it's you, you you think back to it, it's like he talked about the war. Well you 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 wanted a war, well you got one. Right. So you're thinking, Oh man, this is WWF versus WCW. Oh my goodness. And it turned into that. But the war he was talking about was the New World Order versus WCW. Yeah. That's the war that he was referencing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so man tell me how your week's gone. It's been busy. The weather has broke. We're putting a few roofs on this week. I so. mean, birds chirping, flowers blooming. It's 60 degrees. And it's going to snow this week. <laughs> my, my wife's mother 
who is in a nursing home, has told her for a month and a half or two that we're going to get six big snows this winter. We've had five. Hopefully she's right, and this will be the last one. <laughs> it's spring because, can start. Because I'm done. There is a pile of snow in front of my office that has literally been there since the first snow. Yeah. It's not warmed up. Because you know how it is. They right. just keep piling a parking lot pile on top of it. Right. It's the, it's the original pile. It's still there. And I don't think it's going away in the next two days before it snows again. Right. It might be April before that snow melts off. <laughs> well, it's week. It's it's been good, man. You know, it's, it's our first full week in school. Um, I want to say maybe the whole since Christmas break. I think it's the first yeah. full week we've got in school. Yeah. My daughter said that because she wound up being, she had to be quarantined for COVID because of, she was close contact. So this is her first week of, of first full week of school since so Christmas. So it, it's kind of tiring yeah. <laughs> because, you know, you're not used to working a, a full week. I know. But if you follow us on Twitter, we've had a pretty fun week. We have. It's been Shane Taylor week. Shane week. Taylor week, man. I yeah. think I think that's been pretty cool going back and seeing some of Shane Taylor's matches. Uh, and if you haven't already done so, his interview's up on YouTube. Go check it out. He's a super guy. Right. Uh, whichever promotion signs this guy is so lucky. Yeah, well, the cool part about it is, is we were fans beforehand. Mm-hmm. He was such a cool guy on the interview. I mean, we talked to him before and after right. the actual interview, and he seems to be pretty supportive of us. Yeah, he's liked and retweeted all of our tweets that we've put out, and even like he messaged us and, and said, "I appreciate you guys." Right, you know, and uh, I don't know our two hundred and forty something followers that we have might not make a whole lot of difference. But every time that his name gets tagged out there, all of his followers are seeing it, and right. you know, we're trying to we're trying to coerce him into following us back, which he said he would. And then you're randomly trying to chase Jordan and Grace down to follow us, <laughs> which I think it's your Twitter game is on point right now. It really is, and excited about this coming week. Yeah, right? we got AML week coming up. We it, got. Uh, with week. Brian Hawks. Yeah. Uh, you know, you guys hear us talk about AML all the time. Brian Hawks is one of the original minds behind right. AML. Right. So he's going to be on this week. Yeah. So he'll be our YouTube uh, interview next week. And then we're going to do an AML show next week. Yep. Right. And we're going uh, to we're going to preview their next two pay per views. Right. Well, they're not pay per views; they're shows. But we have their war games, and then all for the glory. I think is what the yeah. other one's called. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, do not sleep on AML. AML is super good. Well, I won't spoil any of it, but there's some big names that are on that uh, that are on that other card. Wait till we talk about them, man. And. Uh, we, we are slowly picking off the AML wrestlers. We've got Blackness Jackets going to be coming yep. up pretty soon. J.B. Cole. Uh, J.B. Cole. Uh, J.R. Miller has uh, has uh, told us that he would do an interview. Uh, you know, I've told you who I want to get. Right. We're, Mr. We're, number one. Yeah, right. George South. Yes. And I'm telling you guys, if we get George South, it'll be a two or three parter. <laughs> it probably will. Because I'll tell you what, he can talk. Well, and when you've been in wrestling for 50 years. Yeah. You got lots of, and this dude has been everywhere mm-hmm. in every promotion, probably except AEW. Yeah, he probably hasn't yet. 
Right. I could see him doing an AEW dark or coming. I, I could see George South doing it. Well, he was recently on NWA he in the was. corner of. Uh, he was in a match too. Was he? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. And I'm a huge George South fan. You hear people say they don't like the word jobber. Jobber's negative. Right. Um, it's an enhancement talent. Mm-hmm. It's a jobber. Okay. Right. You're out to do a job. Right. George South is an ultimate jobber. Okay. And 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 I think he's okay with that. But he's been in the ring with the best of the best that have ever laced up boots. And he trained he trains a lot of guys. I yep. mean, he told us he told a story when it was at WrestleCade that you know, WWE reached out to him wanting to use his his training equipment, his guys in his school for a, for a segment they were doing yeah. on some sort of interview on uh, Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, and 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 Sergeant Slaughter got in the ring with his students and worked with his students. Yep, those two guys could have never gotten a better you know workout right. than, than that right there. So I thought that was so cool because originally Sarge wasn't going to get in the ring. Right, and then he's he's watching these guys work out and he goes. Do you care if I get in there and you know work work with them a little bit? Right. <laughs> Are you? Of course, this <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter. I'm not telling you no. Right. You know. Right. So, I I, I I wish us talking about it cannot relay how much we love AML right now. Well, and, and I only wish that we could watch them on a regular. How often have we had the conversation of man? I wish it was just three or four hours. Like three or four hours, I would make the drive. We'd be making a lot of drives, probably. Six, seven hours is a little far. We contemplated next weekend. We did. We did. We did. And I mean, and I think I told you, it's like if it was four hours, I I would have been I would have been gone. And I know it, it it doesn't seem like a lot, but I mean, man, that six hour drive is it is it, it's tough because it, one, it's through the it, it's almost all mountains going right. down through there to get to it. You figure six hours road time one way. Yep. That's that, that's half a day on the road. Yep. That's uh, you. you and then you, it's you probably be two and a half three hour show. Probably. So I mean, you're at fifteen hours. You factor in gas, food, things like that. I mean, you're eighteen twenty hours just. Yeah. If you you can't do that in one right. day. Right. But we're excited about WrestleCade. We already got our tickets there. Mm-hmm. We will be back down to watch to uh, to watch AML. By then, we hope that we are in a good enough contact with those guys that we can do some on, on scene interviews with them next year. Yeah. I think, I think we'll be able to do that. So if we get in good with Brian Hawks, we might even be able to be some behind the scenes kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? That would be super cool. <laughs> Let's not ruin the whole aim L show. That's right. for next week. Yeah. Let's start this show off. You want to move to missing the mark? Let's move to some missing the marks. Well, we have a sponsor for the Missing the Mark segment this week. <laughs> we sure do have a sponsor. This week's Missing the Mark is brought to you by AEW Dynamite. Man. We finally sat down and watched an entire episode together. We did. And uh, we were texting Adam mm-hmm. throughout the show. Yeah. I think he fell asleep on us. <laughs> he wasn't around towards the end for sure. He was not. There are a few Which things. Which says a lot towards the end of the show last night. Th- there are a few things that really stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I'm going to touch on is my favorite topic to just rant about, and that's Tony Baloney. 
Okay? Yeah. This buffoon, all right, and, and, and I called him a buffoon the on, other day. On Twitter. And you said, great, we've lost our whole AEW. I was like, I don't think we have any AEW fans. Because all anybody that listens, they think all I do is crap on AEW. If you go back and look through our text thread, I told Adam mm-hmm. that it's a good product. Yes. But buffoon, baloney here, he won't get out of the way. So he, he got all Twitter happy and talked about this huge announcement and this free agent signing that was going to walk through the forbidden door. Right. And you called him out on it on Twitter. Immediately. And I said, you buffoon, if it's a free agent, you can't walk through a forbidden door because you don't work for anybody. Yeah. The, the term forbidden door means that you are currently under contract with one organization and you're going to work for the other organization while you are under contract. Right. Brian Pillman walked through a forbidden door. He was under contract with WCW and worked ECW shows. Yeah. When Impact guys show up on AEW or vice versa. That's a forbidden door. Right. Mickey James at the Royal Rumble was a forbidden door. Correct. Okay? It might have been just to smooth things over and do all that. It still is a forbidden door moment. Right. It was still an impact champion in a WWE ring in 2022. So you have a spoiled rich kid in Tony Baloney that's spending daddy's money, and he has this new play toy, AEW. Lots of talent. And he can't keep, he can't help himself. He's tweeting about, it. oh, big announcement, for, for forbidden door, free agents, yeah! Until finally somebody sets him down and says, you're using the term wrong. Yeah. So then, Sunday he puts out a message that's like, my fault. I used the term forbidden door wrong. So I had to scrape together, a.k.a. Kenny Omega or Cody Rhodes had to make a call to Jay White from New Japan yeah, and get him to come and save my keister so I didn't look like an idiot. Yeah, but all, all he did... Was like throw a dude into a wall or something and then turn around, look at the camera, and then walk off. And then they talked about him later in the show going, did you know that Jay White was coming? I didn't know that Jay White was coming. And then Adam Cole is like, I, you just trust me, guys. I know what I'm doing. You know. So, and it's like, Jay White's been wrestling. He's shown up on, he's already shown up on Impact. Like, so, so what you're telling me is that AEW, the supposed number two promotion, some people think it's number one, and that's okay. If, if you like AEW, that's fantastic. I'm glad that you have that product there. But you have a guy that your forbidden door is somebody who's showing up on a program that doesn't even get a TV show, doesn't even have a TV slot, mm-hmm. unless it's Access TV and nobody has that channel. Well, I mean, Adam himself didn't know who Jay White was last right. night. So... And, and then, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it. But, I mean, if you don't watch New Japan or follow New Japan, a lot of people probably didn't know who Jay White was. Listen, and if you don't know who Jay White is, Jay White is ridiculously good, okay? Um, you go back and look at some of his matches. Switchblade Jay White, man. It was this, thought that when his contract was up his last time around, he wasn't going to re-sign there and come to the WWE. Well, if you notice... New Japan has started this New Japan USA thing, so his his objective was to come to the states and wrestle. Yeah. So 
we're going to start seeing a lot more of Jay White in the United States, and and that's not a bad thing. So my first, I guess, 1A of AEW missing the mark is Tony Baloney. Shut the heck up, you buffoon. Okay? (laughs) Let your dudes do what they do and shut up. Yeah. For the love of Pete, man, you are such – like, he's a loser. Tony Baloney is a loser. I th- I think we talked about this. You know, I think the best thing for him is to be more like Vince, more behind the scenes, less in front of the scenes. Right. I mean, you see Vince now with, um, oh shoot, Austin th- uh, mm-hmm. Theory. And that's, but that's just like their little segment thing, right? Right. Vince must really like Austin Theory for him to be giving him the rub right now. Right. And that, and there's, and that's fine with that. But you don't see Vince out on Twitter no. doing stuff like that. No. If if Vince is on Twitter, he's wishing happy birthday to one of his wrestlers or or congratulations on the Hall of Fame or something like that. Right. He's just kind of beyond that point now. So the second part of the missing the mark. You you said that there was an announcement, a, a huge announcement. Huge. Well, there was no announcement last night. Not that I saw. But we assume that it was Keith Lee's debut. But unlike any other debut they've ever done, his music just hits and he walks out and comes and has a match. Yeah. And... I'm a big fan of Keith Lee. You are. I am too. He's been gone for a little bit out of the ring. And 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 before you finish your statement, I saw today that people were like, you know, I can't believe the WWE ruined uh, Keith Lee. Well, here's my take. The WWE did not ruin Keith Lee. No. We talked about that. He was fantastic on NXT. Yes. Until he won both titles. Yes. When he won both titles, his in-ring work got sloppy. Yes. It could have been, we found out since, that he got sick. Yes. And apparently very sick. Yeah. It could have been maybe him starting to get sick. Okay? When they, when he came to the main roster, he got a, several different character changes. Plumbed down to he just became known as Bearcat. Yeah. Okay? I mean, at least for... They changed his intro. They changed his outfit. I, they changed his outfit again. And his name. And then he changed his name. So at least four times. Yeah. I do, And I still will not say... The, I, I will say the WWE did him zero favors. Right. The, the main roster WWE did him zero favors. Right. What got Keith Lee let go was his sickness. Like I really think and and I and, and I think they probably told him you need to get better. Yeah. Whatever it, whatever you need to do, you need to get better. Well, and around this time too, he started dating me again. Right. He you could tell last night that he's put weight on. He did look he did look bigger. Now, we saw a tweet from Ty Valkyrie the other day. She's in the best shape she's ever been in. Phenomenal shape. So she gets released, hits the gym. Right. Keith Lee hit, gets released, hits the buffet. Yes. You know, and I'm a big guy. I'm not judging him. Right. I'm just saying he's already a big guy, and you could tell last night that he's lost some of his step. Yep. 
And I'm just thinking, if you've been sick and not been able to be as active, then when you are able to be active, man, why are you not in the ring trying to? Right. But I mean, he's gotten married now, so he the home life has hit him. I you made a statement this morning. I did. Well, and 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 to give a little background on this statement, I will never deny the fact that one thing AEW does really well is its debuts. They do debuts very well. But my statement this morning was, yep. I'll be I'll be interested to see if Keith Lee is still getting TV time, not on dark or dark elevation or dark craziness or whatever kind of dark shows you got. If he's on dynamite, Right. Or I'll even say Rampage. If he's on Dynamite or Rampage in six months, I would be shocked. Yeah. And and we even talked about setting a reminder just so we could go back and look. So I so I said it. It is February tenth when yeah. we're recording this. Yeah. I will be shocked in six months if Keith Lee's still on TV. Yeah. Because and I say and they're like, Well, Keith Lee's a megastar. I think Keith Lee could be a megastar. Super athletic. He does some crazy stuff in the ring. Last night, he looked super strong. A good portion of that was because his opponent sold all out for him. Not to mention the fact that he probably weighs 120 pounds. Right. I mean, he threw him halfway across the ring. He was 10 feet in the air. Right. So, I think Keith Lee is a megastar. I I think the fans like him. But what I know from AEW is... They're just going to sign another guy, and 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 another guy. And like I've said all along, Mm -hmm. there's only so much TV time. So you bring in a guy, we just talked about Shane Taylor. If they sign Shane Taylor, which they they would be very lucky to sign Shane Taylor. Right. But if it was to shot, but if it was to sign Shane Taylor, it would be to put him in a faction with Keith Lee because they used to be a Tag team. Yeah. Like, and these new guys that they're signing, they're going to want on TV too. Moxley's still going to want TV time. Kenny Omega's coming back sometime. MJF's the biggest star in the business. Adam Cole, Hangman Page, Punk, Brian Danielson. These guys are all getting TV time. Yeah. There's only so much TV time. They're going to get it every week. Yes. And, And MJF is not leaving TV anytime soon. And if they do, he's crazy. Yeah. Like, Tony Baloney's crazier than I already think he is. Do you think it's you you've heard the you've heard guys talk about getting to the top, right? Yes. You have to work hard to get to the top. Yes. You have to work harder when you're at the top to stay at the top. Listen right? to Stone Cold Steve Austin talk about that. Right. Because I mean he he run his marriage because of it. Multiple marriages. I I kind of see that Keith Lee won both those titles mm-hmm. in a very short amount of time, mm-hmm. and then that, and then he turned around and lost both those titles within a month, month and a half. It was really quick after that. Mm-hmm. Do you think he got lazy? He's like, I got here. <laughs> I'm the first guy to carry both these belts. I've made it. I've made it. Mm-hmm. Now I don't have to work as hard. Could now could be like you said. Could he did get sick? 
a lot of speculation was was COVID, but it, it may not have been COVID. I, I don't. Nobody knows what it was. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. He did get sick and, 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 and missed significant time. Missed missed significant time. I am happy that he's healthy now. Yeah. I'm happy that he looks happy. Yeah. It's. I mean, he's got a smile that'll light up a room. Yeah. I'm glad to see him smiling again. Yeah. Because I think he did go through a dark place, and I hope I'm wrong on my prediction. I hope. And I hope I in hope six months. Keith Lee's the AEW world champion yeah. because I think he's that good. Yeah. But history tells me that they're just going to continue signing more talent that comes available, and it's going to keep pushing we people. We talked about it on the show with Shane Taylor about, you know, like you said, he's like, one of the, he's like the hottest free agent that's out there right now. One of them, yep. You had the entire promotion of Ring of Honor basically get re- released. Mm-hmm. So you got all of that talent. Mm-hmm. And then WWE has released, the, I mean, they're getting ready to be. I mean, Keith Lee was one of, the, one of the first ones. They're all getting ready to be off of their contracts. There's only so much room for all these wrestlers. Yep. And it doesn't look like the WWE is signing people. Not right now. I mean, they've signed a couple of small names to NXT, but... I don't know. Speaking of NXT, well, before we go to NXT, that's our second. That's our second part of missing the mark because it's it's a dumpster fire right now. I want to touch on Tully Blanchard, and you know when I say the name Tully Blanchard, my hand cramps. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We saw Tully Blanchard at Wrestlecade. Yeah. I took a picture with Tully Blanchard. Yeah. He's in phenomenal shape. He effectively ruined Phil Brooks' go-to-sleep last night. Brooks had a hard time getting him, up, getting him up to begin with. That's a combination of both. You look at, it's his fault and Tully's fault, okay? He hit him with the go-to-sleep, and Tully 100% no-sold it. Yeah. I, he didn't even fall to the ground. I think he went to one knee, maybe both knees, Either way, he ruined Brooks's finishing maneuver. Because if that move can't be counted on to put down a 60-plus-year-old man, how am I expected to believe that it's going to beat MJF? How am I expected to believe it's going to beat Cody Rhodes? How am I expected to believe it's going to beat Orange Cassidy, for example? Yeah. And that's a whole other thing. He, How he, is Adam Cole the number one contender now when he just got beat a couple weeks ago by Orange Cassidy? <laughs> I thought wins and losses mattered, Tony Baloney, you buffoon. You suck. <laughs> Go to the next topic. <laughs> you tore up. Gosh. Tore, hey, this is what we get for watching AEW. I'll never watch it again. Good I'll grief. read the reviews like I do Raw and SmackDown. I mean, that's the first thing wrestling-wise other than the pay-per-view you've watched in a while. <laughs> yep. So I'll go back to reading the reviews like I do on the wrestling. Well, like you mentioned, the second part of it, you know, NXT just needs to go ahead and put a bullet in the head and be done. Get, just be done with They're it. They're down to what, 400,000 views this week? Now, with that being said, it was also on a secondary channel. It was on it was on Sci-Fi. Yeah, but it's but it's going up against the Winter Olympics, okay? I would kind of be upset that they bumped me for the Winter Olympics. 
Why can't we put the Winter Olympics on sci-fi? I don't know. But it truly is. Like, I don't even know if, if it's a developmental brand at this point. I made the comment when Adam showed us those numbers, right? Mm-hmm. My comment was, but how many people watch the G League? Right. How many people watch AAA baseball? Right. Nobody. Because nobody cares. And you've taken what those was... Are, those are in attendance type things. Those are not on TV things. Right. You took what at one point, six months ago, was the most watched program, the best program on TV for professional wrestling. It was the one WWE product that I watched every week. And you have torn it down. And I haven't watched it now. I don't know. To nothing. Yeah. And that sucks for Braun Breaker, who's a really good talent. It sucks for everybody there that's that's talented. Yeah. You know, they they put Liv Morgan back, or not, shoot, not Liv Morgan, uh, Mandy Rose back down there. She's the champion. And, I mean, yes, she's the champion. She's got a faction, but they've ruined her. Yeah. And they haven't ruined her. It's, it's really good work for her. Yeah. But... She need they need to re they need to revigor they need to bring her back with the faction. Yeah. Because the female faction that they have, I think would be really good on the main roster. If they would if they would let it do this. Well, and and I mean they they they're now bringing Dolph Ziggler back there. Like Dolph Ziggler, God love his heart, he's really good. Nobody's tuning in to NXT to watch Dolph right. Ziggler. Finn Balor recently did an interview it was his choice to go to NXT mm-hmm. because he said he got tired of the backstage politics, constantly having to fight for this and fight for that and fight for this and fight for that. He was just wore out, mm-hmm. and he wanted a, a he wanted a rest. So he asked if he could go back to NXT and wound up doing having another title run down there and, and did really good work while he was down there, and. It makes you, which, you know he's not wrong because you've heard Moxley right. talk about the backstage politics right. and stuff like that. That it, like, it was literally every single segment that he, they either had to fight for more right. time well, or try to be like, why are we doing this? And I mean, we have a guy, a, I mean, Vince is basically a sociopath, okay? And he takes scripts that are written. 30 minutes before you're supposed to go on the air and rips them up and rewrites them himself. Like, you're a maniac, dude. Yeah. I mean, Tony Baloney's a buffoon. Vince is a buffoon, too. Like, yeah. the things he does, I'm like, what are you doing, man? You've killed your best program to Chad. Now, with that being said, SmackDown has been tremendous for a long time. Yeah. Raw is getting better. But you could have had all three. I know. I know. Well, and I mean, look what they do. The Roman Finn storyline that we had for a little bit yeah. was phenomenal. Great. Run it. Yeah. Because they made some stupid ring thing happen and and, and, the- and, and, and Finn hadn't been... Has he seen, been seen since? 
Not very much. He'd been beating, getting beat up by Austin Theory. Because he took Jeff Hardy's place as yeah. the mid-level guy that puts over young talent. Yeah. That's a shame. Yep. You know, there's guys like Finn Balor that I hope when his contract's up, I hope he leaves. Yeah. Because he deserves better. Yeah. Cesaro, I hope Cesaro leaves. He deserves better. Yeah. With that being said, if you choose to stay, like Kevin Owens, like Sami Zayn, I appreciate you doing that. Don't complain. Right. You had the opportunity to leave. You chose not to. Yep. So, whenever you're and, – and I think Shane Taylor said, too, uh, that, you know, wrestling on TV is nice. But it's not the be all end all, right? He would, and 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 he led us to believe that he would much rather be working somewhere that he was happy with his friends, getting to do things that he wants to do, instead of being at one of the larger promotions and having to put up with the bull crap that goes on there, right? So, listen, I rag on AEW a lot. WWE has just as many problems. Yeah. I what gets me is how they try to act like AEW such a superior product. And I have several more missing the marks that I could pull out just off the show that I watched that just don't make sense and I need somebody to explain to me. But we try to keep our show to an hour and I've already took took up over half that with rants. Yeah. So we need to move it to the meat of the matter. <laughs> Yeah, for sure, right? So, <laughs> yeah, we definitely uh, went long on this one. This is this is going to hurt us, I'd say. Um, so the show topic is what if Hulk Hogan turned heel at the 92 Royal Rumble? What? We're doing that again? Oh, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I got carried away. No. What if Hulk Hogan was not the third guy in the NWO? Well, drastically, things are different. I'm not sure the NWO has the impact that it does. I would agree with that. If it's not Hulk Hogan. Yep. Now, I've only heard of two names that it was thought to be the third man. Yeah. One guy would have been impossible because he was still under contract with the WWE. Right. The other guy makes a lot of sense, but it doesn't. We're not still celebrating the NWO 25 years later if it's the second guy. Right. Well, the one that was still under contract, I assume, was Bret Hart. Bret Hart. They, Of course, you, you have Razor Ramon and... Big Daddy Cool Diesel show up in WCW. And that was before the internet. So everybody thought they were still WWF guys. Mm -hmm. That they legitimately kicked open the forbidden door and just we're going to do everything. And they thought whenever Scott Hall talked about the war, they thought it was the WWF versus WCW. So another WWF guy makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. in that in that scenario. But as I said, the problem with Bret Hart, 
who two years later goes to WCW after the Montreal Screwjob, was still under contract. Right. So. But the reason it was thought of is just because what you said. Right. There was no internet. We didn't know that they were under contract with WCW. So looking at it from a perspective of these WWF guys just showed up on a WCW show, it has to be another WWF guy. There's no way that it would be a WCW guy working with these WWF guys. Right. That's why it was presumed to be Bret Hart. Well, and I think... If we can put our fantasy booking hats on, and what do you know? That's what this show is. It's a fantasy booking right. show. If Turner and, and and McMahon were able to work together, it could have been a really interesting storyline. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Bret Hart would have been the right guy. Think for Because, listen, Bret Hart is very, very good. He's one of the best technical wrestlers of all time. Okay? He's the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. But he's not that flashy guy that would need to, that would do that. You couldn't see Bret Hart walking through the fans, jumping the barricade, and climbing into the ring. And You're getting ready to ask me who, you, who I think could have done it. I'm getting ready to ask you if you think you know who I think should have been the person. I'm thinking Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels, 100%. Shawn Michaels makes a lot of sense. Yeah. They're part of the clique. Yep. They just did the curtain call. Hey, that's another show topic that we've done, the curtain call. Yep. If they would have been able to work together, Shawn Michaels being the third member of the New World Order Mm -hmm. would have been... I mean, my mind's blown thinking about it. Yeah, it would have worked really and, well. And that was Shawn Michaels, like red hot. That was that was red hot, edgy Shawn Michaels. Yeah, that would have worked really well with yeah the storyline. Yeah, but that's if it was a WWF invasion. Yes. Yeah. So I say all that to say, Bret Hart is one of the two names that gets brought up as the yeah. third guy. He was always the wrong choice. Right. Always the wrong choice. Yeah. It. I, and I understand why they use Bret Hart. You know, he's been world champion since off and on since 91, 92. Uh, he's kind of a staple in WWF. Pretty good heel. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Only in the United States, though. Anytime they went outside yeah. the United States, he was he was still he, he was, was still good on the mic. He was good on the mic. Good. I mean, not great on the mic. Not great on the mic, but he good worker. Uh, could work with anybody, make anybody look really good, but not that guy that would be the good third man who was the de facto leader of the New World Order. Shawn Michaels, in that sense, makes a much better choice Mm -hmm. as the third option. Right. But neither one of them were going to happen because they were both still under contract, and Vince wasn't working with Turner. Right. Uh, He was trying to put Turner out of business. So, there's no sense in really even talking about the WWE, the WWE, WWF option because it wouldn't have happened. Right. So then, the name that is most likely to happen 
is the WW is the WCW icon. Mm-hmm. Sting. Right. Which we talked about that on our Sting episode. We did. How how they thought that was him, and that's ultimately what created the the Crow character. The Crow character, yeah. And Sting makes a lot of sense in a lot of ways. Especially after they all assumed it was him anyway. Mm-hmm. My problem with that is, is that there's no real payoff. It's kind of like when uh, Rollins was doing his initial Monday Night Messiah thing, and he came, oh, it's, it's not me, it's not me. And then the van opens that day on Raw, and it's him sitting in the back like, like you, you, like you fill that down. Like, what? Like, this is where the storyline goes? We obviously knew it was you anyway. We knew it was you putting these people up to this. Yeah, if we were doing Missing the Mark segments back then, that would have been a great one. Oh, and and that's actually a future show topic. I haven't told you that yet. Yeah. But we totally think they screwed up the whole Monday Night Messiah thing. Right. And that it could have been fantastic. And we'll save that for that day. Yes. Because we do have an excellent idea on that. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So, Sting is the third guy. While it works on the surface... Because he is Mr. WCW. Uh, he is the the pillar that has never left. Everybody else has come and gone. And you could see Sting just being so fed up that he pulls the Hogan lines and you fans can stick it. I'm done being your puppet. I'm done being your play toy. You don't appreciate me. Whenever something goes, you assume that it's me, whatever. While I think it works, it doesn't have nearly the effect that Hulk Hogan does. Right. It doesn't have the impact that that Hogan does. It's short-lived. And we're not talking about it 25 years later. You made the comment on one of the more recent shows that we've done. I don't remember which one it was, but we Hogan came up on on that show. And you made the comment that every time you go back and watch that bash at the beach, mm-hmm. he still rips your heart out whenever he, you know. So he was the only guy. The only guy. That could have done that. Mm-hmm. It couldn't have been Macho Man. It couldn't have been Luger. It, I, it, it couldn't have been Sting. It couldn't have been Flair. Hogan is the only one that rips your heart out. Mm-hmm. Because it was unimaginable that Hulk Hogan could be a bad guy. I wasn't alive the last time Hulk Hogan was a bad guy. Like, prior to 96, I was not alive. You were in your 20s. I was not alive, okay? (laughs) The last time Hogan turned, was healed, was prior to WWF. The moment Vince brought him in, he was the cash cow. He was the guy. And he was the, I mean, they made cartoons, he was the he was the draw. Yeah. Which is why Hulk Hogan is number one on our Mount Rushmore top fifty. 
He was the first wrestler to be in movies. Right. Or I think he was in movies before Piper was. Uh, they were probably around the same time. But, yeah. I mean, he definitely did more movies than Piper. Right. I would say he's the first megastar. Yeah. But he also played the same character every time. It was yeah. He was Hulk Hogan. Yeah. He, you know, he might have been Rip. No, he was Hulk Hogan. He might have been Thunderlips. No, he was Hulk Hogan. Like, yeah. he was just Hulk Hogan everything he did. He was just Hulk Hogan. Was he? he was a nanny in one of them or something like that. And I think it was called the nanny, wasn't it? Yeah. Maybe. Mr. Nanny? Mr. Nanny. I think that's what it was. So bad. So, so bad. Yeah. But you hit the nail on the head when you said at that bash at the beach, well, for one, Luger and Sting and Macho were all three in the match. So it would have been very hard for them to turn, I guess. I mean, I think they probably could have done it, but it would have been awkward. So it makes sense for it being somebody that was not in the match. Hogan was not in the match. But even still, if you go back and look, like you just said, Sean, if you insert any of those three guys, let's say that it was Hogan taking the spot of Stink in that in that match, and we have Hogan, Macho, and Luger versus Hall and Nash, and it's Sting that walks down the aisle, and he chases Hall and Nash out, and he lifts Macho up into the corner, and he you know backs up. You know, maybe he takes a swing at Holler Nash, and then he takes off running and hits Macho with a stinger splash. Do you know what the first thing that comes out of my mouth is? Well, that piece of crap. <laughs> yeah. They tried to tell us it was you. I should have known. Right. Not tears. There aren't yeah. tears rolling down my face. Yeah. Because my hero had just turned his back on me. Yeah. And then cuts a promo and tells me that I can stick it. I'm 11 years old. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> right. But whatever it is, I know I don't like it because Hulk Hogan's my hero. Yeah. I Did it, you go beat up your wrestling buddy after that? <laughs> I probably kicked it out of my room. Oh, shoot. Made it sleep outside or something. I don't know. It's fun to talk about. Those are the two names that get brought up more often than not. DDP was starting to be a big star. You know, the persona actually, you know, if you think about Shawn Michaels, the DDP angle isn't terrible. It kind of fits him. It kind of fits the guy that he was. But, again, it doesn't have the same effect. Mm-hmm. He's not a big enough he he's not a big enough star in '96. You know, if it was Ric Flair, does that work? No. No, because I mean, he was pretty synonymous with the Horseman, it, right? You know, I mean, it's like so. Ric Flair doesn't work. Sting doesn't really work. I mean, Sting works best out of all of them, but I don't think that like and and they were so unsure that that Hogan was going to be the third man, that Sting had agreed to do it. They were so unsure that Hogan was going to do it that he wasn't even in the building, I don't think. 
he came towards the end and went straight to the ring. Like they didn't they didn't know. And that blows my mind. That like I think that was that tough a decision for Hulk Hogan. Because he knew that everything was about to change for him. Well, and the thing and the exact part of that is this is either gonna be really good or I'm going to ruin my career. And like we've already said a couple times, there was no internet. Right. So you didn't have it probably was better that there wasn't internet. Right. Because all the eleven year olds on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook back then would have went crazy. I can't believe this happened. And the, and, and it could have destroyed it could have went the internet the, would have melted down. Yeah. Yeah. But there truly is nobody else that could have been the third man. Mm-mm. It had to be Hogan. Otherwise, the whole premise doesn't work. Well, let's think about it this way. Or NW probably works. 83 weeks probably don't happen. And like you said, well, go. there's no way that we're doing a podcast on the NWO in 2022. Multiple times. Yeah. So let me ask you this question. Let's use Free the Republicans, okay? Okay. FTR. FTR. By the way, I cannot look at them now and not think of Free the Republicans. FTR comes through the crowd Friday night on SmackDown. Grabs the mic. Cuts a similar promo. They keep talking about a third man. Who would be the third man in that scenario if it was Free the Republicans coming to the WWE? Who would be the third man you think that would be the biggest shock factor that you could get? I know the name I'm going with. And you're and then on the on the WWE roster? Mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre? I think it would be John Cena. Oh, well, I was thinking active roster. Well, I mean, he's active. Part Partially I mean, active. <laughs> I mean, super, super active. Yes, that would be the comparison. Right. That, that, it, it, yeah, to, I, to I be equivalent I, like, of Hulk Hogan, yeah. it would have to be John Cena. That just, says, that just tells you something, though. What does that tell you about the WWE's roster right now? There's not a face on the roster that would make an impact. No. The two biggest stars in WWE right now are both heels. Actually, the four biggest stars are Becky, Charlotte, Roman, and Rollins. Mm -hmm. All heels. Mm -hmm. They're the four biggest stars. And they have no viable face. And on the flip side, if it was the Usos. Which is such an anti-Vince thing. Right. If it was the Usos that showed up on AEW, I guess the guy would probably be Cody. Or Moxley. Or Moxley. Or I guess it could be Omega, too. Yeah, or Hangman. Mm, 
I don't know. I don't know that Hangman has the same impact as. Yeah. And speaking of Hangman, and I know we're off well, the segment. Punk. punk. I know we're off the. He's kind of had a blah title run, hasn't he? Who? Hangman Page. I think he is the ultimate. Transitional champion. <laughs> Transitional champion. He's the he's his title run is going to be similar to Big E's. Mm-hmm. He's just holding that belt till Adam Cole takes it off of him. Yeah. And that's a shame because I think Hangman Page is really good. I like Hangman. Hang. I like Hangman Page. I'm kind of disappointed in their world title match last night. Mm. Um, I know their skill sets don't quite match up, but Lance Archer is a lot better than people give him credit for. I'm just not sure why he always has to be in the death matches. Yeah. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But, coming back around, I don't think anybody has a impact as the third man in the NWO unless it's Hulk Hogan. Yeah. I mean, I guess the biggest name probably would have been Macho. I mean, is Macho a bigger name than Sting? Maybe. At that time, was he, though? I don't know. I mean, Vince thought he had no more gas left in the tank and didn't even want him to wrestle. So, that's why he was uncommon. That's why he went to WCW in the first place. Right. Like we said earlier in the show, WWE has its flaws, too. They have a lot of flaws. So. Well, we're right around that hour mark. We sure are, man. So. My rants went a little long. I apologize for that. (laughs) I'll try to reel those in. Yeah. We had just one big giant run of a missing the mark segment. But, now, in all fairness, we talked several minutes on the NWO at the very beginning as well. We did. So. Probably balanced out about 30-30, to be honest with you. Um, Guys, I... And we've already gave you the info for next week's show. That's fine. Just cut me off. Sorry. Jerk. Sorry. By the way, there's going to be Help Wanted ads out for a new co-host. You do need technical knowledge and editing ability. Right. Because he doesn't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that. And uh, we probably need to knock Sean in the head... And take his computer and the uh, handy-dandy hard drive because that's where everything's stored. (laughs) I'll provide everything else, which is basically just my brain. That's all I'm providing. Well, now you are pretty good on the Twitter machine, too, so. Finished up a strong Shane Taylor week this week. Mm -hmm. We actually enjoyed doing that. I think we're going to start doing more themed weeks. Yeah. So, of course, we told you about AML week coming up. We have a couple more interviews that I think are really cool that uh, we, we may do some uh, cool stuff with that. Next week, we told you next week is AML week. Mm-hmm. Your homework is when you're bored, you're sitting around at night, you know, right before bed, whatever, take a listen to anything AML. Like pull it up on YouTube. And just and just watch it. You can, I'm sure you can go to YouTube and type in AML, and it'll bring up a whole laundry list of matches. I'm telling you guys, do not sleep on AML. 
it is a fantastic promotion. And it's known because everyone, every one of these interviews we do, we talk to these guys and we mention AML and WrestleCade, mm-hmm. and everybody knows who AML and WrestleCade is. We've got an interview with Lodi that's going to drop in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And he was spoke very highly of the guys from AML. He did, and uh, so definitely, I'm excited about next week's show. I'm, I'm excited, just and it's 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 kind of cool because it's going to wrap up on Sunday is the is the big show, the the, the war, war game. game show, and then the following week they have they're all all for the glory. I think like I yeah. said, I think that's the name of it. Yeah. There's some big matches already announced for that. Yeah. So we plan on because uh, we can subscribe to their network. It's like a conglomerate network, but we'll be able to watch them after they air. We both plan on watching them. Yes. So be on the lookout for that. As always, guys, if you haven't already done so, go over to YouTube, smash that subscribe button, watch our videos, share them out. Continue to share anything that we put out on social media. Help us grow our audience. Remember, when we get to 300 likes on Twitter and 100 subscribers on YouTube, Sean has volunteered to take a moonsault from Sam Stackhouse, who, by the way, is the new Loco world champion. Congratulations, Sam, friend of the show. Yes. Sean is ready for that moonsault at any time as soon as we hit those numbers. And I've already been working on how to duck out of the ring. Oh no! I think Adam and I are going to hold you there. You're <laughs> you getting. Are, you probably would. You're getting the moonsault. You probably would. So, all right, guys. Well, it's been another great show, and uh, we look forward to seeing you next week on uh, the AML Spectacular. Stay safe, friends. See ya. That wraps up today's episode. We want to say thanks to all of our listeners. Without you, none of this is possible. If you haven't had a chance yet, please go out and leave us a five-star review on your favorite platform. Make sure to check us out on Facebook, at From Corner to Corner, on Twitter, at Corner to Corner PC, and on TikTok, at From Corner to Corner. You can always reach us on Facebook or on email, corner to corner PC at gmail.com. We love you all, and we'll see you next time.